Underdog Fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy football. Draft your team with no in-season management. Get the optimal score each week of the season and have a shot at over $10 million in total prize money in their Best Ball Mania 3 contest. Head on over to underdogfantasy.com or the App Store, sign up with promo code FSE, and Underdog is going to match your first deposit up to $100. Again, Underdog Fantasy. Sign up with promo code FSE and draft your Best Ball Mania 3 team today. What's going on, guys? It's Fantasy Stock Exchange here, bringing another episode of the Dynasty Decision Series we're doing over here at the Fantasy Stock Exchange YouTube channel. You guys should be seeing this on the Friday. We have been doing Dynasty Decisions Week all week, getting a bunch of submissions. Heck, I still have a bunch in my queue, so we're going to be ripping these out for the next few days. We're going to be getting you guys as many DDs as humanly possible because as we've seen in the comments, as we've seen in the input, as we've seen in the DMs, you guys really, really enjoy us doing this. Yeah, I mean, we didn't take into account when we said we're going to do a Dynasty Decisions Week to clear out our queue that more of you guys would see the videos and want your team reviewed. So our queues are also full again. So yeah. we we didn't account for that problem to happen. But again, you guys are awesome submitting your teams. Participation is always appreciated. And if you guys enjoy this video at any point, like, comment, subscribe as usual. And if you want your team, you know, talked about on the next episode, uh, patrons get first priority, Twitter, Discord. You can reach out to us on there and we'll add you to the queue. But with that being said, let's hit the intro. All right, so the first team that we got here is uh, AJ's team, and this one's kind of unique. Um, number one, because we're in the league. So this is our tone setters league. He wants us to review his team, general advice, kind of what he would do or what we would do if we were in his position. But the tough thing about giving advice for this team is that we're actually both in the league. And also many of the people that are watching this video are probably in the league as well because it is our tone setters tier on Patreon. But what is your first uh, first impressions of AJ's team when you look at it? Yeah, no, I think he has a good foundation here. Um, I mean, you've built young for the most part, Josh Allen, Kenny Pickett as your, you know, your main two quarterbacks after Josh Allen. Realistically, you don't need much else at the quarterback core, but at least having Kenny Pickett there adds a little bit of a youth factor there. At running back, I mean, the one that is sticking out like a sore thumb would be Ezekiel Elliott, but we'll go on to the receivers and tight end uh, before we get back to him. Wide receiver, I mean, Higgins, Jalen Waddle, Amonor St. Brown. You got Michael Thomas, you know, if he plays and he's, doing well that could be a piece that you could flip in season but overall i like how you structured this team and then of course at tight end um you got tj hawkinson and pat fryermuth as well as david and joku so you have a very very tight a uh, strong tight end core especially in the 1.5 premium in this league like you could leverage that and maybe you know a third to try to get a better receiver or maybe hawkinson and zeke elliott to try to get a young running back like that those would be the types of transitions I would look to do because of the strength you have at the tight end core and because of the overall youth that you've built this team with. Yeah, the tough thing, I mean, for Ezekiel Elliott, he fell in the draft because all yeah. of us are out on him. So exactly. I'm not going to say exactly. like, hey, sell Ezekiel Elliott because nobody in the league is in on Ezekiel Elliott. But when it comes to when we actually get in season, like Danny kind of said with Michael Thomas, Tyler Lockett, maybe Jarvis Landry gets out to a nice uh, start to the season, Ezekiel Elliott. You should have some trade chips. To me, this kind of looks at like uh, like a house money type of year because you do have a yep. young foundation. I would try and offload some of your guys, though, 
uh, during the season that are having good seasons. Maybe Ezekiel Elliott. People will forget. Even you know I, what I would consider sharp players in our tone setters league. If Ezekiel Elliott's averaging 15 points per game or something like that, the first three four games of the season, people will forget that he's you know probably a little washed. And you could still probably get you know at minimum a second rounder and like a young receiver or something like that who might be having a, a slow start to the season for Ezekiel Elliott. If if we go into the season and you know, Chris Olave is not even on the field yet for the New Orleans Saints or something like that. And Zeke Elliott has 17, 18, and 19 points per game uh, the first three weeks of the season. You might be able to get a, a second round pick in Ezekiel Elliott or in, uh, in Chris Olave for, for Ezekiel Elliott in like a third or something. Yeah, I mean, I don't think. Uh, oh, okay. So you would give Seek in a second for a love. Okay, I thought you meant it the other way around. I'm like, I don't think anybody would get that far. But yeah, sorry, no, I, I said that really confusing. I meant Ezekiel no. Elliott and a second for Chris Olave and a third. And then I, I just figured that now. Yeah, like if you could pull that type of move off, you know, a young receiver, Olave, Sky Moore, you know, a receiver like that is having a slow start this year. And as you kind of said, I mean. Although we don't love Ezekiel, we don't like Ezekiel because of his injury concerns, because of his age, because of his overall workload. I mean, he's still insulated to a really good offense. He should still be first four or five weeks of the season, probably like the RB7, RB8 in fantasy. And at that point, and you, if you could have a little bit of a selling window, I feel like his value has been deflated to the point. I mean, shout out me and Corey for pretty much getting it to this point um, where nobody's going to be willing to buy in now, but He's a, a piece that's at least going to be movable in the season. Right now, he's almost immovable. But in the season, when people see the 20 touch per game workload that Ezekiel Elliott is giving you from an output standpoint, they're more willing to buy in at that point. But yeah, I mean, that would be the type of transition you could do. You know, you have other young, talented running backs with Etienne and Cook heading that group. But I mean, if anything were to happen to Austin Eckler or if Isaiah Spiller was able to play into, you know, uh, a pseudo two role on that team. You have somebody that could appreciate in value there uh, at the running back position. And then, I mean, the wide receivers are just absolute gravy. I mean, I think you got very, very good value throughout the draft at the wide receiver position. Young core headed by Higgins, Waddle, and Amonor is exactly where you want to be. You have your, as I kind of mentioned in the little intro to this team, uh, a piece like Michael Thomas, where as soon as, similar to Ezekiel Elliott, as soon as people see that production back, as soon as Michael Thomas is back to getting eight, nine, ten targets per game, Everybody's kind of concerned about him right now due to the foot injury, due to the ankle injury that's kind of plagued him last two years. But as soon as Michael Thomas is on the field, you know you are flipping him for 1.25 to 1.4x the value that you paid for. Yeah, and as a contender in this league, maybe I'd be interested in Michael Thomas again. It's, it's an odd situation because we're both in the league. Um, I would also try and, like Danny said, you have a strong tight end core. You should be able to sell one of those guys, I would say, Fryermuth or Hawkinson. And uh, see if you can, you know, parlay that into maybe a quarterback upgrade. If you want to take Kenny Pickett and Fryermuth, the stack or whatever, and see if you can get a better quarterback. Or if you want to maybe take Pat Fryermuth, go after a wide receiver straight up for Pat Fryermuth. Somebody in the, I don't know, uh, I guess you already have a Monra on your team, but somebody in that territory would probably be who I'd be aiming for with Pat Fryermuth. Yeah, no, maybe, I, I w- maybe you could go Pat Fryermuth in your third for like Devonte Smith if the if the manager isn't very high on him or whatever. But uh, anyways, with AJ's team again, we're we're in the league, so it's tough for us to give any like concrete like trade this player for that player advice. But if I was the overall strategy that I would deploy if I was um, the one who had this team is I would probably just like wait and see where I'm at mid season. Maybe things are you know breaking right for me and I can make a push. Hold on to Michael Thomas. Hold on to Tyler Lockett. Hold on to some of those pieces, Ezekiel Elliott and see if I can win this year. And if not, this is a new startup. So there's no monsters in this league yet. Danny's got fucking, you know, 71st round picks like usual. And uh, 
I would probably just wait and see where I'm at midseason. But uh, for the most part, you have a young, strong foundation. Yep. No, I agree. We can transition to the next team that's going to be from Hayden. So a quarterback, he does have Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson. Running back, Javante Williams, Antonio Gibson, etc. there. Wide receiver, Metcalf, Claypool, Sutton, Elijah Moore, Allen Robinson, Calvin Ridley, etc. there. And then a tight end, you do have Dawson Knox, along with this year, the 104, 109, 112 uh, specifically, and all of his 2023 and 2024 picks. So I'll let you take it away with uh, your thoughts on the team and then his overall questions that he has. Yeah, real quick, it's 12-team PPR, super flex as well uh, for the scoring format. Uh, looking at this team, again, another team that's built pretty similar to what AJ's was, you got a, lo- a lot of strong young foundation. You have two you know, franchise cornerstone quarterbacks in a super flex league. Javante Williams is obviously a you know franchise running back. Metcalf, Elijah Moore, uh, Sutton, a couple of other guys. And then Dawson Knox, I would say like once you add rookies to this team too, because you're going to add probably like Burks or Wilson at 104, at 109, maybe you get, you know, Sky Moore, Jahan Dotson, somebody like that. At 112, you're probably looking David Bell, maybe even get him at the 204 um, with that pick. So you're going to be able to fill out this wide receiver core really nice. What I'd be looking to do specifically with this team is midseason trade away some of my veterans. And most likely that will be, and you could probably try try and sell Antonio Gibson now, but Antonio Gibson, Allen Robinson, Cortland Sutton probably too is who I'd be looking to sell. And then next offseason, most likely Calvin Ridley to that list as well. So um, I would continue to build around my young core, which is you know Lamar, Watson, Javante, Metcalf, Elijah Moore type of guys, and uh, build out your wide receiver core in the draft because you're going to get probably four wide receivers, 104, 109, 112, and 204 to add to this core and be able to continue to build out your running back core in future classes. Maybe you can parlay Allen Robinson and Antonio Gibson midseason. You trade both of those guys away to a contender for like a 2023 first and second or something like that. Uh, that should really help your team out. But this year to me is probably like a wait and see year for you. I doubt you're going to be competitive with this with this team, depending on how uh, the other teams are in your league. But uh, you should be able to easily turn this into like a really, really strong team come 2023. Yeah, I mean, you have the foundation here. Uh, and as Corey said, by 2023, I mean, all of your young guys should have been you know, fully developed. By then, we'll know uh, which Claypool we're most, we're most likely to get, rookie year Claypool or last year Claypool, who struggled but i mean that that would be a piece we would see you know is elijah Moore going to take that next star superstar level step that we saw from t higgins this past year which again spoiler alert i do think is in store for elijah Moore this year overall i mean you have a lot of players on this team that have interesting cases to appreciate and value and as we kind of always say i mean you have the young pieces here you have a couple productive pieces here this is genuinely a team that if you align your peak should be at its strongest to 2023 2024 in that like window between 2023 and 2026 so that's how i would position this team as Corey was kind of saying those couple pieces you know sutton a rob uh maybe ridley after the season uh, honestly i don't even mind holding ridley because for a productive struggle especially a one-year productive struggle he is the perfect player to go out and acquire right now if you know this year right now you you're not going to be able to compete in 2022 Acquiring Calvin Ridley when his cost is so depreciated right now and just either A, flipping him for value after he steps on the football field or B, enjoying the top 10 level production you will get when Calvin Ridley is in fact on a football field, uh, especially, you know, maybe he gets traded. Who knows what happens at that point? Maybe he's, you know, he's what? I think, uh, is he is he still under contract? Like, is it possible that he, a team just signs him? Uh, he is under contract. Um I believe that, I mean, before the uh, suspension was announced, he was actually going to get traded to the Eagles and they transitioned to A.J. Brown 
once the uh, suspension was actually announced. But for Calvin Ridley, I mean, he should like, have. What if he like, gets traded to the Packers next offseason or something like that? Like, that's a, that's a genuine possibility. That's the type of receiver that, that Aaron Rodgers would love. So, uh, yeah, definitely um, Calvin Ridley and Metcalf, perfect guys for the team construction yes. that you have. Here, um, looking at the trade market, and he says that uh, he's new to Dynasty. A lot of people are new to Dynasty. I would encourage you to trade as much as possible, given the market that you have from last yeah. season, some of the trades that you made. So last yeah. season, he traded away uh, Matt Ryan and Marvin Jones. I guess it was like during the season for Dawson Knox in a 2022 first. Like this is an easy trade to make. And again, knowing this kind of trade market in your league, uh, trade number two, Claypool in a 2022 first for Brandon Cooks and Miles Gaskin. Again, another easy trade to make. Uh, Calvin Ridley in exchange for Elijah Mitchell. If you're a competing team, Elijah Mitchell's probably the guy that you prefer there. But in your situation, yeah, I would prefer Calvin Ridley as well. Yeah. So given the information we have from those three teams, I would continue to try and churn your roster. Try and see what you can get for Robinson once he has some good weeks. Maybe Claypool has a couple spike weeks early. Antonio Gibson maybe is getting a lot of carries and, and people are less concerned about Brian Robinson at the beginning of the season or something like that. Um, those are the type of guys that I would try and parlay into 2023 capital, because if you're able to align this roster, like Danny said, to be at its best 2023, 2024, 2025, the best way you can do that is by getting a lot of your running back talent in the 2023 draft class to go along with Javante Williams and uh, Javante Williams will be in you know his third season in 2023. You'll have some rookies and second year guys for the next two years uh, for the most part. So I think you're in really good spot here. Uh, 104, 109, 112. He asked kind of like what I should do with his rookie picks. He says, um, I might try and parlay that into next year's capital. I, I would absolutely do that, especially with the 109 and 112. If you're on the board and you know it's your, your best player on the board is like Sky Moore, Jahan Dotson or whatever, and somebody's like, hey, I'll give you like a random 2023 first for 109, just take it. Same goes yeah. for the 112. Uh, I would also be interested in taking something like that, and I wouldn't be opposed to collecting 2024 picks as well. Yeah, and I just want to quickly mention too, given uh, the market that, I mean, we saw some of these trades, given the market that your league has for some veterans, I mean, generally speaking, like, you know, we know it's a meme here. As much as I love A-Rob in, in fantasy, as much as much I love A-Rob this coming season, if you can, uh, you know, flip A-Rob into a 2023 first, maybe they're following, you know, Kyle Yates, you could flip that and make that deal, you're profiting. So uh, I just wanted to make that joke because it was a clear meme in the channel. Um, but yeah, it's guys like that, you know, veterans that maybe will be overvalued in this market. Like even if it's a 2024 first, like I don't mind just building out that iron bank, building out that uh, bank of appreciating assets, that bank of draft capital for this team. You have a great foundation. Just keep adding to the draft capital and just keep adding to that youth and replenishing it. So uh love what you did here. We can move on to the next team that's going to be from Brendan and I'll let you take it away with this team. Yeah. So with Brendan, he's got um uh a one quarterback league or sorry a super flex league here. Uh he doesn't say it's probably like a 12 team PPR or something like that. But he said this is his league's first off season. Uh he knows his biggest weakness is quarterback, but the micro market in his league values them very highly and no one was willing to move them. So he's got Aaron Rodgers, Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield as his main quarterbacks. JT and Brees Hall as his top two running backs, definitely not too shabby there. CeeDee Lamb, DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson mainly at wide receiver, Darren Waller and Pat Fryermuth mainly at tight end. So, uh, and it looks like he has an extra first in 2023 as well. Doesn't have his third in 2023, but he has two thirds in 2024. So overall, very strong foundation for this team. The one you know thing I will say about this team, and, and you kind of do talk about it with, with the quarterback position being uh, high priced on the trade market. It's, it's going to be really tough to win with the quarterbacks that you have, especially in the long term, because Rodgers, we don't really know what his long term future is. But you have a very, very strong foundation at running back and wide receiver. 
Yes. And uh, I mean, that that makes it simple to me. If I hear you just mentioned now that um, your quarterback market is really insane and people want to like pay, pay heavy premiums on quarterbacks, make this team into a 2024 dominant team. You have the basis at wide receiver. You have the basis at running back uh, to make this team such a strong team. If you can, you know, you mentioned strong market. If Aaron Rodgers can net you two ones and you maybe you give up a two or whatever, like that could be a realistic deal. Again, if your league values quarterbacks the way they do, especially if they see, you know, Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback six after week four, and they're trying to push their chips and they're trying to win now, that would be the type of move that you'd be able to capitalize on. So you, you kind of mentioned that and we can transition it to some of the trades he made as well, which is why I pointed out that they're willing to buy veterans in this league. You were able to get Brees Hall and CD Lamb for Dalvin Cook, the 107 and the 207. Straight up right now, I would rather have either of the assets that you received over the Cook side. So the fact that you got both Lamb and Hall, uh, you know, go go get your wife some flowers and enjoy that profit. Yeah, that's definitely a great move there. He also traded away Amon Ross St. Brown, received a first and a third. I like Amon Ross, but if you give me a random first for him right now, I'm probably smashing that. Uh, I traded uh, away a 2023 third for Wandale Robinson. So you basically Fine. mid mid uh, rookie draft probably just traded away next year's third for Wandale at 304. Wandale should have been gone in the mid second round at the latest. So yeah, I definitely like that trade for you. He says he has a deal on the table for uh, Brees Hall and a 2024 second that he could move for Trey Lance right yes. now. Yes. And I personally would do that in a heartbeat. Yes. I know Danny would as well. Um, he loves Brees Hall. So I guess it's pretty hard for him to do the problem or like the reason I would do a trade like that is because it's going to be hard for you to compete with with the quarterback core that you have, and you don't necessarily want to build around running backs. As good as Jonathan Taylor and Brees Hall are, I would probably gauge the market to see what Jonathan Taylor can fetch you as well. And if you can parlay Brees Hall and Jonathan Taylor, and you know, like Danny said, retool this thing for like 2023, 2024, and you turn Brees Hall into Trey Lance with a 2024 second, and you turn Jonathan Taylor maybe into a quarterback as well, if you can get Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson straight up for him or something, then I would probably do something like that and then just fill out my running back core in 2023. Maybe the type of move that you can do is potentially you target a contender. If they have, you know, a Lamar Jackson, a, a Kyler Murray type, maybe you can parlay. Again, I don't know how realistic this is. Maybe I, from what I saw from Dalvin Cook, your league does value productive running backs. Maybe you can flip JT and Aaron Rodgers into one of those quarterbacks in a first, even if it's a 2024 first. Because at that point, you get the young, stud, superstar-level quarterback. You'll already have Trey Lance in the wings as your quarterback, too, who has that potential. to. You could probably throw Waller into that deal and get two firsts. Yeah, if you you can do that as well, that's something else you could do. My advice is be creative. You already saw the president that these uh, members of your league have in terms of veteran productive players. If you can take advantage of that and shift, you know, older production into young appreciability, that's exactly what I would do with this team, especially how you've already constructed that wide receiver core. I mean, that looks like something that I would craft. That is that is absolutely beautiful, especially with those top three guys. Those are all guys that I absolutely love. Yeah, so uh, overall, our advice is like, don't force a quarterback trade if it's not there. If these guys are overvaluing quarterbacks, you're probably best off trying to flip your quarterback, your running back core into your quarterback core. So if they're overvaluing quarterbacks, it's likely that they also overvalue running backs. And maybe you can just shift your foundational running backs into foundational quarterbacks. Yep. And that way you'll set yourself out for a, a long, a bigger long-term winning window. And you have two firsts in next year's class to be able to help 
fill out that running back core. And you could probably add, like Danny said, Aaron Rodgers, Brees Hall, Jonathan Taylor, Darren Waller. If you're able to flip these guys into foundational quarterbacks and more draft capital, then you could really build this thing out into a monster in 2023, 2024. Yep, absolutely. So the next team we will be talking about is from Evangelical. He uh, is struggling to decide whether he should be competing or continuing the rebuild. So I'll let you go through his team. Yeah, so uh, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Tua Tungavailoa, Jameis Winston, very strong quarterback core. There is a 10-team Superflex League. Uh, wide receivers, uh, CeeDee Lamb, Jalen Waddle, Terry McLaurin, Brandon Ayuk, Jerry Judy, Chase Claypool, pretty strong there as well. At tight end, Zach Ertz mainly as the, uh, as the most productive guy there. And then at running back, Antonio Gibson, Chase Edmonds, Tony Pollard. Um, so a little weaker at the running back position, but he does have some Rashad White, Tyler Algier guys on the bench. Uh, two firsts in next year's class and two firsts in 2024. And he does list some trades here, but uh, to his initial question, do you think he can compete with this team or is this a team that you'd probably continue to rebuild, sell Antonio Gibson, sell any kind of productive running backs that you can get, continue to build out your running back core maybe in the next couple draft classes? I don't think this is a team that will fully compete year one. And again, like I'm not, it is a 10 team league too. So you got to imagine most of the teams are really stacked. Um, this to me is a 2023 team, especially with, uh, well, you have two 2023 first and two 2024 first, just stick to the call, stick to the the program. I mean, stick to that foundation. Cause realistically your wide receiver core for the most part is looking very, very good. The only main transition I might do there is if you can, age down or get better from an age standpoint from Terry McLaurin, especially from a contender. Maybe you can, you know, transition what McLaurin Jameson into, Williams in the two or something for Terry McLaurin yeah, or a contender uh, might be able to be done. I was thinking, I mean, another name would be, I mean, we love this guy on the channel, but Elijah Moore, if you can somehow get Elijah Moore, uh, that would be another transition I would look to do overall. I mean, your quarterbacks are absolutely set. You make one transition at wide receiver and you can make that, uh, longevity at the position really happened, especially with CD Lamb, 23 years old, Jalen Waddle, 23 years old, Brandon Ayuk, Jerry Judy, 23 years old, Chase Claypool, 23 years old. You have a lot of youth on your side to make that wide receiver core a contending strong point of your team for the, the next foreseeable future. The main concern here would be, again, I like Zach Ertz from a redraft standpoint, but him being your main tight end uh, right now in Dynasty is a little sketchy given his age and given the... Um, ambiguity of his long-term future uh with the Arizona Cardinals especially with them uh going out and drafting Trey McBride uh he would be a type of guy where you know he gets off to a tight end six start this next coming year and you can flip him into what a Cole 20- command or something straight up that or I was gonna say like maybe even like a 2023 two and three if somebody's a contender and they want to get you know as a locked in tight end production that would be a type of transition but to answer your question is this a contending team this year no something to do the fact that I mean you would need a lot to break right in your running back core. Cause yeah, I mean, like Zeke would have to go down. Pollard would have to be an RB one. Gibson uh, would have to be at least an RB two and Rashad white, Tyler Algier. One of those guys would probably have to see a feature workload along with chase Edmonds. Uh, I would say that you're probably not likely to compete this year. Although the quarterbacks that you have are definitely, um, and the wide good. receiver core, if it was just your quarterback and wide receiver core, I, yeah. I think you'd have a competing team. It's just the, the tight end running back positions a little bit sketchy there. He also has some trades that he did to get to this position. We'll kind of just rattle these off one by one. He traded away uh, Christian McCaffrey. So obvious sign that you're trying to rebuild by trading away Christian McCaffrey. He got the one Oh three, a 2023 first and Kadarius Tony. It looks like um, he added 
Okay, so he hasn't had his rookie draft yet by the looks of it either. So it looks like he's going to be adding rookie picks to this team because I don't see, outside of Justin Ross, I don't see any rookies on his team unless he did trade away all these picks, which is looks, it looks like is potentially what happened. Um, he also got, yeah, Kadarius Tony, 2023 first and 103 for Christian yep. McCaffrey. I think that's a great move. Yep. Phenomenal move. Uh, we can move to the next deal. Cause I mean, that's exactly what I would preach to do in that situation. You're able to flip the 103 for the 105, the 109. Yeah. Like let, let, let's talk about this real quick. Assuming this is, you know, a, a more home league centric league for the most part, uh, 103 is probably going to be used on Kenneth Walker if 102 isn't already used on Kenneth Walker. So you're still guaranteeing yourself one of those stud young receivers and then getting another one added at 109. Maybe, you know, Jamison Williams, a Sky Moore, Chris Olave. J-Mo like actually that at was 109. the 109. He listed in one of those other trades there. Oh, dope. Um, like, okay, well, we can move on to the next trades because he didn't end up, uh, he did end up flipping the 105 for the 107 and the 210. And Typically, I would say, oh, I, I I wouldn't do that. But if you had a strong inkling that Traylon Burks, you selected at the 107, was somebody that fell out of your fa- of favor in your league. Maybe, you know, they listened to the asthma concerns or, you know, so, some random podcast was shitting on the guy. I don't know what was going on with that. But getting Traylon Burks at the 107, if you were 100% sure that your league was going to let him fall to you at 107 and still get a top five talent at that spot, Accumulate some free value, 210, maybe get another dart throw, John Mechie type, Wandale type, somebody like that. You're, you're in a good spot there, but uh, either way, so he actually... On to this next trade, I will say, I'm going to keep it a buck, as Danny would say, I wouldn't have done this, personally. Agreed. I think the value is fine for the trade that you made. So Jalen Waddle, uh, Terry McLaurin, and Chase Edmonds is what you received in exchange for the 107, which was Traylon Burks, the 109, which is Jamison Williams, Gabriel Davis in a 2023 third. In your position, I would have kept the young guys because you were probably looking towards a rebuild. You got a little hasty here, I think, and you were like, hey, I'm going to try and contend. I'm going to grab Waddle, McClure, and Chase Edmonds. I, I think you jumped the gun a little bit. Yes. I, I would have let those young guys develop. Those guys, the, yeah, they're they're not guaranteed studs like Jalen Waddle is, like Terry McLaurin is, but they have the ability to appreciate and value to the point that you'll have cornerstone wide receivers. Like if Traylon yeah. Burks goes out and has a thousand yard season this he's year, unobtainable. he's going to be a top five dynasty wide receiver this time next year. Jamison Williams, if he has a huge like breakout second half of the season is also going to be a top 10 dynasty wide receiver. So that upside and accumulation of value for a rebuilder to me is worth um, holding on to rather than trying to sell for proven guys. Yeah, and I'll quickly like add one point to that too. I always see, you know, people will talk about, well, it's risky because we don't know if the rookies can do it, yada, yada, yada. Well, that would be living in a modal outcome state where you're fine with, you know, the median projection. You're fine with, you know, somebody being a guarantee and, you know, um, being a guarantee in terms of return on value. And I'm fine with that. If you play, you know, uh, a more median based game, sure. But I am always going for the player that can appreciate the most in value. And when you're talking about Traylon Burks or Jameson Williams, yeah, is there a little bit of risk? Maybe, you know, they come onto the NFL and they struggle to start their their careers. Sure. But if they do hit with the talent that they have, they can be nearly unobtainable next year. That is especially knowing how high the dynasty community has been on both guys throughout the entire draft process. Maybe you're in a home league and that doesn't matter. But if you're in a league where people follow dynasty content, they'll know that these guys have gone up in value tremendously if they have great rookie seasons. So yeah, like I said, I probably wouldn't have made that move. He also says, I'm con- I'm considering trading a 2023 first and Chase Claypool for Alvin Kamara to try and contend. No, no, don't do that. I, again, you're, you're, you're jumping the gun here. If you, you want to be patient with this because you have the foundation. Again, I probably wouldn't have done that McLaurin trade, that Waddle trade. I would, like Danny said, see if you can get younger at wide receiver, try and negate that a little bit with Terry McLaurin. 
uh, I would continue to build this thing out as a rebuild. I would not push my chips into the middle. You don't pushing your chips into the middle shouldn't really ever happen. I would say the the re, the way you know that you're contending in dynasty is that you've just built out such a good young team that all your players are good rather than you know making trades to push your chips into the middle. And adding to that, I mean, it's funny that you mentioned that because I mean, look at look at our uh, FSE dynasty league that started last year. I went into this offseason. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll probably have another productive struggle year and next year is going to be my contending window. And then I looked at my team post-draft. I'm like, wait, I can actually fucking compete. Like, but that's like something happens. Like when you appreciate it or when you collect enough value, you'll get to the point where you'll just look at your team expecting to have one year of transition. And then you'll look at it and be like, like this can actually- oh, I have uh, three top 10 quarterbacks, <laughs> four top five running backs. And like, it, it just happens. And, yeah. and that's how you want to build out a team. You, you don't want to have to make the decision. Should I contend or should I rebuild? You want to make, let your team make that decision for you basically. So exactly. Um, that's again, I would be more patient with the rebuild. I probably wouldn't have jumped the gun a little bit, but we spent a lot of time on evangelicals team. Let's move on to Phillips team here. 14 team, one quarterback league. Uh, Zach Wilson, Jared Goff, Davis Mills, mainly at quarterback, Brees Hall, Tyler Algier, Kenneth Gainwell, et cetera, at running back. Garrett Wilson, Amon Ross St. Brown, George Pickens at wide receiver. Not much going on at tight ends. Doesn't have his 2023 first, two 2023 seconds. Um, he has his three and four. And then doesn't have his first in 2024 as well. So, I mean, right off the bat, you got to rip this thing to shreds. Yes. Th- th- this team can't compete. It's not a whole lot of depth on this team. There's not a whole lot of young. Like, there is young talent because you just drafted Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. And you have some other young guys as well. But. Man, anybody and everybody is up for sale for me. I th- this team is like 2025 bound uh in yeah. terms of when I'm trying to compete with it. Especially in a 14 team league like yeah, like in a 14 team league teams aren't going to be quite as strong, but like realistically, your only like guaranteed fantasy point production on this team is like a Monroe St. Brown. Because Reese Hall's a rookie, Garrett Wilson's a rookie, That's Zach true. Wilson's like a second year quarterback. We don't really know what we're getting out of those guys. So yeah, I would uh Pretty much, number one, try and get your own first-round pick back. So see if, you know, if you can take Brees Hall or Garrett Wilson and try and get your own first-round pick back, I would absolutely do that. And even once you get to the 2023 class and you have the 101, I would sell B. John Robinson on the clock because you're, you're going to need to really, really build out 2024, 2025 draft capital for this team because this is going to be a long one. Uh, this team should get to the point where quite literally you're, you're, you're starting C.J. Hamm and Kyle Juszczyk in your running back slots. Like that, 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 that should be the level of rip it down that you should take this team to. Um, you have Brees Hall. He's a very, very valuable asset. Is he ever going to touch the field on your team? No, you're trading him right now. You're trading him for your 2023 one, your 2024 one. If you can get that type of package, you do that in a heartbeat. Cause quite frankly, yeah, it's a 14 team league and you don't like projecting forward, but your team's probably going to be selecting within the top three picks at uh, at best. He said well, he finished in last last year too because yes. he said he had has Brees Hall for that reason. So yeah, I would pretty much everybody on your team is up for sale. If anybody Credit. gives me any kind of draft capital, I'm I'm selling because yeah, it's a one quarterback league, so that's that's good. You don't need to necessarily rebuild and build out like three elite quarterbacks. Zach Wilson's fine. You could hold him throughout the duration of yep. the of the rebuild if nobody's willing to give you anything for him. But uh. Yeah, wide receiver core needs a lot of work for sure. You have some young guys that could appreciate and value. They're going to be guys that I'm looking to sell or, or looking to hold, depending on the situation. And then at the running back position, if Tyler Algiers thrust into a big workload, I'm selling them. If Brees I, Hall, like like Danny said, can net you two first round picks, I'm selling them. Uh, at tight end, if you can acquire a guy, maybe Pat Fryermuth is is up on the on the cheap. Maybe you hold a guy like that for the length of your rebuild. But yeah, 
this is going to be a long one. This is one that, that should take you two to three years. And let's be honest for me too. As much as I love, like, again, people might argue, say, well, like, why would you even sell the, the young wide receivers if you're rebuilding? For me personally, this team is probably not going to win for the next two, three years. So, yeah, like, you might want to, you may be incentivized to hold a Garrett Wilson, to hold a Monterey St. Brown, to hold a George Pickens in that time because of their youth. However, because you're not banking on any points within the next couple years, eliminate all risk, all volatility off this team. If you can bank those players and refund them into draft picks in the future where you're not worried if the draft pick loses value, you're not worried if the draft pick gets hurt, you're not worried if, you know, let's just say, for instance, Garrett Wilson goes out there and has a 13% target share as a rookie. You're not worried about all that volatility because, quite frankly, you're trying to cash in as much value as possible and parlay that to keep gaining future assets. Realistically, like, as Corey said, if you can get your 2023 one and, uh, and your 2024 one back, if you get the 101 next year, I'm flipping that for three ones. Like, I'm flipping that for three ones. I'm getting 2024, 2025 capital. This team probably won't be ready to at least enter that contending window at minimum 2024, probably 2025, as Corey said. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, this is one I'm, I'm currently in year two or three of, of a position like this and it does get better, but it is pretty bleak yeah. right now. So you definitely do need to sell off most of your pieces. Uh, let's move on to the next team, which is Cuckoo's team, 12 team, Superflex PPR league, Josh Allen, Derek Carr, Justin Fields, mainly at quarterback, Gibson Akers, uh, Damian Harris, et cetera, a running back. He has Garrett Wilson, Darnell Mooney, Robert Woods, Tyler Boyd, OBJ at uh, wide receiver. Not a, not a whole lot after that. Darren Waller as his main tight end, has a couple guys on his taxi squad, has his own uh, 2023 first, second, and then also has an extra second, but no third in 2023 and an extra fourth as well. So he basically wanted to ask, how would you turn this team around? He thinks it needs a rebuild because he wasn't competitive really at all last year. Um, I would say mainly due to injuries for the most part, looking at your team. And uh, had the 102, flipped it for a bit extra value, got Wilson at the 105. He said, I have been, uh, I've been in trouble getting what I think some of my players are worth. So what would be your tip? So for starters, I would say uh, feel free to reach out to us anytime you yes. want to, to do trades or whatever. We, we can definitely help you out if you have you know problems evaluating some of your players. But for the most part, I would say looking to turn this team around would probably start with selling Antonio Gibson and probably Damn Cam Akers as well, yep. and probably Derek Carr too. I think Josh Allen, Justin Fields are guys that you you know foundational dudes you want to maybe hold on to. Darren Waller and Derek Carr is a nice little stack that you can maybe sell to a contender in need of another quarterback and a tight end. Maybe they're willing to give you you know a first and two seconds or something like that for that. I think you could probably get two firsts for that stack. Maybe, I mean, yeah, definitely. And maybe maybe just throwing Robert Woods to that stack as well, just to, to sweeten the pot yeah. a little bit more. Maybe Tyler Boyd if they need some wide receiver depth. Yeah, between Carr, Woods, Boyd, Darren Waller, a couple guys, Gibson, uh, and maybe Akers as well, I'd probably be looking to retool this thing for sure. Um, you do have your own 2023 first next year too, which is definitely good because then you can tank your own pick, obviously, and uh, get yourself a high-level asset, maybe another quarterback, maybe a wide receiver, maybe you get the 101 and you have Bijan Robinson staring you in the face or something. Um, but I would definitely probably retool this thing. I don't think this is going to be a very competitive league, uh, a competitive team, especially considering you said uh, this league is not in its first season too. So there's probably some le uh, some teams in this league that are very, very strong. Um, I would probably retool this. Yep. No, I agree. Um, in terms of, you know, specifics, yeah, the retool it, Gibson, Akers, Derek Carr, you know, as much as I like Darnell Mooney, maybe Darnell Mooney goes out there. He's 
commanding a 28% target share on the, on the bears and uh, somebody who's willing to give you a 2023 20, one for him. That's a transition I'd be able to move. And you, you mentioned Darren Waller too. That is a, a prime player, uh, especially if you've attached him to car and inherently give someone a stack that could be, you know, one of the better stacks in fantasy football. They're willing to pay a little premium just for that stack appeal. Yeah, for sure. So um, not much else that I'd have to say on this team. Again, just probably sell off some of those pieces. You you do need to rebuild this thing, though. Looking at face value, you said, uh, uh, I, I think it's a good move for one, though, that you moved down from 102 and got the you know some extra value to still secure Garrett Wilson. It depends what that was. Maybe it was that second rounder, that 2023 second. I think that's a fine trade to make. So uh, let's move on to Dylan's team. Uh, fantasy starts and sits on Twitter. 12-man, one-quarterback league. He's got Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Kirk Cousins at running back, Chubb, Dobbins, ETN, Montgomery, A.J. Brown, Godwin, Mike Williams, et cetera, at wide receiver. T.J. Hawkinson is his main tight end. He has the 108 this year and all future picks. So um, looking at this team, he basically wanted some advice on how to approach his rookie draft and also to evaluate some of the trades that he made. Um, he made a trade midseason. Obviously, midseason, J.K. Dobbins had torn his ACL before the year. He was able to buy low on him with Zach Moss and Michael Gallup. Great move there. Like, that's one of the biggest advantages I see in Dynasty every year is during the season buying low on injured players that are out for the year because yep. they always, or, or maybe it's in Deshaun Watson, Calvin Ridley situation, they're like suspended or they're just like exempt or something. There's always an advantage to out of sight, out of mind, I find for elite players, especially. And J.K. Dobbins, Looked like he could have potentially been an elite running back this year before he tore his ACL. Giving up Moss and Gallup, Gallup eventually tore his own ACL, like it definitely worked out for you, I would say. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that point. People want instant gratification. People want to see their players producing production right away. Um, if you're able to buy low on elite talent, or, I mean, that's kind of what I mentioned with acquiring 2024 draft capital. You guys probably would have already seen that video a few weeks ago. This out of sight, out of mind, oh, he's not giving me production right now. Therefore, I want somebody that will give me production right now is a bias in the fantasy community that will ultimately allow you to get a ton of value. I mean, you mentioned here Moss and Gallup for Dobbins. Like, we know Dobbins' outlook right now. He is right back to being a 4-5 startup pick. Zach Moss is fugaz. Zach Moss is fodder. And Michael Gallup is what? A 10th rounder maybe at best even if he didn't get injured he'd only be like an eighth ninth rounder probably so you already inherently gain value there um and those are the type of assets especially if i'm not in my competing window where i am buying as many of those calvin ridley types jk dobbins from last year you probably could have gotten cam Akers for a second last year too yeah, no, exactly. So uh, great move here. He also just made another deal. He was able to uh, chip off uh, Chris Godwin, 2022 second and a 22 fourth in exchange for Rondale, a 2023 first and the 105. It's so funny because when I saw this side and I saw Rondale, I'm like, I don't like Rondale. But I mean, straight up 2023 first and a 105, I would take over that whole package, not even like in, in an instant. Yeah, I, I think the 105, like I would rather have the 105 than Chris Godwin. Um, yeah. So that cancels each other out. And then, I mean, Rondell Moore in the fourth, I guess, cancel each other. Like, I'd rather have Rondell Moore than the fourth. And then uh, 2023 first over 2022 second. Yeah, easy, easy trade to make. As far as where to go with your picks, I mean, you have the 105 now, you have the 108, uh, and then all of your future picks too. So at 105, I'd probably be looking towards, Absolutely. I'd probably be looking towards wide receiver with both of those picks, just given where the value is going to line up. Uh, Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, Drake London, whichever one of those guys falls to 105 is probably what I'm looking at. And then at 108, hopefully you can get, you know, Jamison Williams, Chris Olave, uh, Sky Moore, Jahan Dotson, whatever guy that you value in that territory. For me, 
it would probably be uh, likely that Garrett Wilson falls to you at 105. And then at 108, I would assume that Jamison Williams goes before then because he's got a, you know, a cult following, but you're probably looking at Chris Olave sky more with that pick. Yeah. Which is more than fine. Uh, overall though, I mean, looking at this team, maybe direction that you can go in season. Chubb, Chubb's the only guy that stands out to me yeah. as somebody that I would look to sell because the rest of your running back core is young enough. You might, you know, if you love Kenneth Walker, I don't hate adding him to this running back core at 105 either. Um, but yeah, Nick Chubb would be the guy that I would potentially look to sell. I would, I, I think I know what you're about to say. I would potentially inquire about upgrading a quarterback using Nick Chubb. It is a one quarterback league, so you don't necessarily need to, you know, break the bank to, to get a quarterback. Maybe you can ship Trevor Lawrence and Nick Chubb for an elite quarterback. I was just going to say maybe Lawrence and Chubb can somehow net you. Like, do you think in, in most leagues, I think, you know, Connor's dust and Chubb's like this great asset in, in dynasty. Could you potentially ship Lawrence Chubb and maybe a pick into like Kyler and Connor? Do you think that's maybe, possible yeah. in the league? Like maybe I, I would be fine just doing it straight up for Kyler, Lawrence and Chubb for Kyler. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you have to go there, of course. But yeah, if you can get you know another running back, hey, even you could maybe, like maybe get Herbert months. or Mahomes or Allen with that. Like I don't, I don't know how the league market is going to behave. Some people don't. In more casual leagues, I would say they're less likely to buy into a guy like Trevor Lawrence. But uh, maybe maybe they don't want Trevor Lawrence. Maybe you could use Kirk Cousins to like a contender if you want to give him Chubb and Cousins or something like that. Wh- whatever the case is, that's probably how I would proceed. Maybe they only want Chubb. Maybe they'll give you a league quarterback just for Chubb. Yeah. We don't really know. But uh, I think this team is well set up to compete. But that is the one move that I would probably try and make. Get yourself a difference maker at quarterback. Nick Chubb is probably not a guy that you even really need. Dobbins, ETN, Montgomery, and Ramondre, that's a good enough running back core to compete, especially once you add, you know, uh, you won't have Godwin anymore, but you'll have AJ Brown, Mike Williams, and then a couple rookie wide receivers to that core. Depending on how many guys you start, I, I still think you can compete with that team. Uh, and you'll have some decent depth guys like Russell Gage or whatever. So um, we can move on to the final team of the video, which is from Wesley Fox. Uh, you guys can see the team on the screen there. 10 team, one quarterback league, Patrick Mahomes, Tua Tunga Bailoa as his main quarterbacks. Swift, Mixon, Saquon, Madison as his main running backs. Jamar Chase, DJ Moore. Uh, I believe that's Amari Cooper. Uh, Michael Thomas, uh, Darnell Mooney, et cetera, at wide receiver. Kyle Pitts at tight end, 110, 24, 25, 28, 210, and then 320, 23 ones as well. So he would like to know basically our opinions on the squad and next moves to make. Started a rebuild last year and was on an episode, went from worst to first in the first offseason, uh, hoping to uh, continue the rebuild uh, with our help, basically. So what are your thoughts on this team overall? Yeah, I mean, the fact that you took this again from worst to first, I mean, you have a, a good... I mean, it helps hitting on like Chamar Chase and Kyle Pitts, their yep. rookie seasons being as good as they were. Yep, no, exactly. Uh, overall, I mean, this is a very, very good team. A um, couple moves I'd make because you have such depth accumulated. If you could package, you know, the 110 and, you know, one or two of those seconds and try to get up into that top five area, because you would rather at this point, you know, the 110 is nice. You can get, you know, Jahan Dotson probably there, which, you know, me and Corey both like. But if you can, you know, up tier, if you can get, you know, a Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, or a Drake London type, uh, I'd be looking to try to get in that top five. So right off the bat, that's one move that would stick out to me like a sore thumb. The other moves that I'm looking at here is um, you the have. The that a, stuck out to me was you take Joe Mixon in the 110 and you go after a better running back. That could work too. If you like can you get. You could go I mean, after, I don't know. Um, I don't think you get Jonathan Taylor for that. Maybe you'd have to throw in some other shit for that. But uh, if you could take Joe Mixon in the 110 and get up to, you already have DeAndre Swift on your team. If you get Najee Harris for that, I, I'd be fine making a move like that. I know you're not the Najee Harris guy, but he's ready to compete again. Like he just went from worst to first. I, I, I Najee Harris would fit this team perfectly. Yeah. Um, 
that's a, that's steep for Najee, uh, I would say. Um, Maybe it only costs you two of those seconds in Mixon then. Yeah, if you could, Maybe you could get the two or... four and the two oh eight or something and Mixon for for Najee Harris. Yeah, I, I don't mind doing that. So that's an, a move you can make. You can go after a young receiver. Both are more than adequate in this spot. Heck, who knows? Maybe you know Mixon, Coop, and a couple of those seconds can get you possibly Najee. That, that I would rather do that, and then I'd rather use the one ten collateral to move up for a young receiver. If you can do yeah, that, that would make a ton of sense. So, um, I mean, we don't really need to spend too much time on this team. You're well set up to compete this year, and you're also yeah. well set up to have uh, some good value going forward. I mean, look at the top four across the board. Mahomes, yeah. Swift, Chase, Pitts. Like, doesn't get much better than that. The gold standard at tight end. Yeah, and the gold standard at wide receiver and one of the gold standards at quarterback and running back. So um, definitely, uh, definitely in a good spot. And you still have three 2023 firsts that you can work with in next year's class or maybe you flip midseason for like, you know, Stephon Diggs and a James Conner from a, tra- a team trying to rebuild or something like that. I think you're in a, a really, really good spot to both be competitive this year and to be great going forward. So uh, that's the end of the video. If you guys enjoyed, hit the like button, comment any of your thoughts down below as well. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Like Danny said, we still have a lot more Dynasty Decisions questions, so we'll definitely bring you, be bringing you guys at least one more this weekend. Um, I might be trying to do something tomorrow. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But we'll uh, regardless, if you guys... Like I said, subscribe, check out the Patreon, check out Underdog Fantasy using promo code FSE. You'll get 100% match back on whatever you put in. You'll also get our Dynasty Rankings Manifesto for free. Next week, we're going to be starting to talk about redraft, uh, redraft rankings and stuff like that. We're going to get our redraft rankings manifesto all ready to go for the Patreon next week. So if you guys are redraft players mostly and, you know, you know, like stick, quit talking about Dynasty, we're getting into training camp time. Uh, we want to uh, talk about redraft. We will be getting into that very, very soon. So uh, stay tuned for all that stuff. But with that being said, peace out. We'll talk to you soon.